The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, fellas. Um, we're getting close to the uh, to the uh, regular season. And uh, BK has children. I guess children. You guess you have one. You have one. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> I just thought. You know what? I was thinking, sir. I've been thinking like, why not stop here? Like, I think let's let's get started right now again. Like, let's let's go for with, with kid for number two right now. Yeah. Right? Like, let's yeah, yeah. get let's let's go right now. There's no reason to fool around with it. Let's. What get, are what is your gap? What do you have between kids, Ron? You don't have to listen. My story's not your story. Yours, <laughs> mine. Mine is three years. Yours can be three months. Like that's what just, we're 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 trying to do about think, three years. That's what we're kind of thinking right now. I feel like um, it would be smart to like learn how to be a parent and, <laughs> and then and then try to take those things you learn listen, on, listen. on to the next one. A little listen, bit line. I think challenging yourself also has a lot of <laughs> a lot of help to that as well. Like let's go right now. Like ch- like. Be the first. Who's done it? Like, let's let's go in here right now. <laughs> so, right. Ron, we're we're about seven weeks in today. Um, sure, he okay. is. He is. <laughs> this is the moment. Um, he's officially entering like growth spurt range, where we're oh, like yeah. into that sleep progression, brother. He has slept maybe two hours today. Good it is. You. It has been an experience. My man just has no interest in going to sleep. Uh, nice, Serta, for for those that are in the listening audience that don't have kids. Typically, a kid will sleep like 10 hours out of the day. So, like the vast majority of the day, they're asleep. Not today. Nope. He just decided, not for me. I'm not doing it. I it's don't want to sleep. for him. All right. <laughs> and, 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 and when he does sleep, he's not going to give a rip about, you know, appropriate times to sleep, like time of day. Yeah. Maybe it might, this sleep might be at seven o'clock in the morning to 10. All right. It doesn't matter. But I think, I just think you guys should think about it. Let's, let, I mean, let's, Let's see what Noted. we can do. Noted, what we can Noted. can we have? Isn't there we... like something you can buy? Like you put like just like little little drops in their mouths or something to put them to sleep. <laughs> oh man! And they're like, they're, I think there's like there's like a juice or something that you can buy. What the hell are you talking about? I'm not talking about like whiskey because I know like people do that with kids are teething. But I think there's some kind of juice that they like recommend you buy and give to your kids. It like knocks what them is out. This? Is a sunny delight? What are you talking? About? What is the juice? I think it's called I, Benadryl. I don't remember what it's called, but <laughs> I've never like... heard of this. I've, okay, this well, is the first time listeners, ever. you could you I mean, can we'll tweet at us or you can leave second. it in Let's... a review. I'm sure someone out there knows what I'm talking about. I'm just finding juice to put 
kids asleep. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same thing. I've never seen, I've never heard of this because I'm I've been missing out to make babies sleep. Sleepy time drops for babies can also be given at any time. Sleepy time drops by Q baby. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't think that works. I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb and say I don't think this is gonna work. I don't think it works. I don't think I don't think that's what I'm thinking of, but if I figure it out, I'll let you guys know. Hey man, right, I'll just say this. This thing is thirty-five dollars. If it does work, it should be a thousand. Yeah, that's like they have the, well the 30, underpriced the this. Price, the price shows it doesn't work. All right. And 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 I will be damned if between the four of us or the three of us, we have four children, <laughs> and you are the one who doesn't have any. I'm gonna find the, out what it is though. And you it's, have the it? juice that puts people to sleep. And you've known me this entire time <laughs> that I've had three children, and you have not told me about uh, this think... juice that puts people to sleep. <laughs> I, I think I heard you. it while I was listening to something, and I was like, "Oh, that sure. would be a good thing to 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 tab to 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 uh, just save for down the line." But I don't yeah, have children, so why would why would I register that? And I can tell sort of really registered well. Like it clearly yeah. stuck with you on exactly what it does, how it accomplishes everything. I see that it really stuck with you a lot. All right, what stuck with you a lot? Like, we got caught in the Chris Jones crossfires. Uh, the little, uh, the little, little thing you put out. We got caught in the Chris Jones crossfires. Tart cherry juice. Oh. I, yeah, it's what we saw. I saw that too. It's like it's okay. like nineteen ninety nine. I don't think yeah. it works. I think it does work. I think it's a real thing. <laughs> no, I, you know, okay, hey man. I'll I try. I'll, it I'll report back. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you want to really read what's in that. Let's see what's in there. Yeah, You're I not think it's giving all natural. Them- you're not giving them like Red Bull or something. It's all right. just juice. A special juice? Well, like I'm apple juice or something. What, what's I think what's there's, cherry? There's, there's probably something in cherries. I don't know. Maybe there's like melatonin in cherries. We got caught in the Chris Jones thing. <laughs> Shut up. We got, caught, we got caught in the Chris Jones thing last week. As uh, as he uh, he responded to our tweet and he went to work and – and I mean, for days, the the the, the notifications were just uh, were just ridiculous. And you two, ah oh, nah. I said y'all don't even y'all won't even give five percent that you don't think he's gonna play in that game against Detroit. No, he's not missing out on no money. He's not missing out on no money. Well, he has taken this thing up a notch since the last time we spoke. He is he is on the hunt every day on social media, letting it ride. He does not appear like somebody that is having really solid negotiations about a contract. Nothing about what he has done says things are going swimmingly. They're going great. What happened? So I then ask again, because I told you last week, I have I am not a hundred percent positive. I can't sit here and say with a hundred percent conviction that I believe he's gonna play against the Detroit Lions. I said, I think it's crazy enough to push this thing to another level. You all poo-pooed it. I am very concerned at this point as we're doing this podcast on August 24th. Now, hopefully he is signed by the next time you hear this. But August 24th, I am very concerned if he's going to play. Have you two fools reached any kind of level of concern yet by Mr. Eight Weeks? Is that what he said? Week eight? Week eight? Are you have any level of concern yet that Chris Jones <laughs> – May not be there September 7th against the Lions. Do I think yes. he's going to play? 
I am officially concerned about that. Do I think he will be in Kansas City at Arrowhead for that game? Yes. I continue to refuse to believe that this man is going to throw away $1.15 million. I did the calculation. That's what it's going to be. $1.15 million for every single week that he misses. Do How we much really is he throwing away right now? How much is he throwing less away? than a mil. Less than a mil. I so he's he, up to three million more. Th- three mil. It's like 50K a day, right? Yes. What is yeah, he up? He ain't up to three mil. Um, the last time he was close to, he was like at 800,000 or something, but I think that, that was, was two. I was going to say that was two weeks ago. I think yeah, that so let's was. Call, let's call it a mil. He's at a million dollars for the end of camp. So there was only like a few days left of practice. So let let's let's call it a clean million dollars that he's he's been fine. What whatever we even if it's one point two, right? He has missed for the entire camp, the entire preseason, what he would miss for one game. And we think he's gonna do that eight more times. No. I Chris Jones would have to have the most incompetent agents in the history of the NFL if they think that that is a smart business move for their client. Because it's just not. Nothing about what Chris Jones is doing now makes any sense. If he wanted to miss camp, he didn't want to go to St. Joe. Guys, this week it was 100 degrees in Kansas City every single day. If he just didn't want to show up because, man, it's hot up there. And I don't want to practice right now when it's hot as hell. I'd rather pay the whatever it is, $200,000 for this week of not practicing. Cool. No harm, no foul. If he doesn't show up by next week, Ron, he is officially entering territory of not being ready by the season, missing games, and then getting himself into a position where he misses each week what he's missed so far during camp. So, yeah, no, I have no question whatsoever still if he's going to be missing games because I don't think he or his agents are dumb. I'm giving them more credit or giving them the credit that I think that they deserve. Well, I could tell you I could tell you it wasn't about the heat. All right, I could I could tell you that that little caveat that you tried to spring in there about the heat, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't about the damn heat. I, I mean, right. would you want to practice? Would you want to practice right now? Way that, that's hotter fine. this week that's fine. than you it know was it. any uh, of the weeks in St. Okay, Joe. he's from Philadelphia, Mississippi. All right, it's not about the damn. Yeah, this heat. was different. This was different. Uh, okay, listen, I'm sure he's felt the difference. All right, it, it, I'm just telling you, it wasn't about the the heat. If it was 75 and, and fine, he still wouldn't have been there. Okay, that, that's all I'm saying, and you know it. So you, know, everything else you said makes sense, BK. You got to slide in the heat. Now you're just trying to tell yourself, "No, I ain't gonna do it." No, I have nothing to do with the damn heat. Felt like it was a good added nugget there. I'm pretty much at the point where I am not confident he is going to be their week one anymore. No. Um, I'm not confident that they're going to get a long term deal done anymore, really. And it's because it's everything that Chris Jones has been doing. It's how. Like when you watch the Chiefs press conferences this week and every time somebody gets asked about Chris Jones, like the body language and the way they're kind of dancing around everything, just none of it seems like it is trending in a positive direction and everyone is giving off that vibe. Like it is just negative and like they are not confident that he is going to be there. Now, I still think that he's going to show up sooner or later, like the week eight thing that he put out. I think that's just him just poking people and kind of messing with people. But I I think it was Nick Jacobs who pointed out on Twitter, uh, his agents represent a lot of low tier NFL players. Like he is the white whale of their agent clientele. And 
I do think that they're giving him bad advice right now because I think a lot of it is coming down to they're probably saying, we'll get, we'll get you where you want to be. We'll get you your money. All this money that you're losing right now, we'll get all that back for you. And, you know, at some point, that there, it seems like a line has been drawn in the sand and the Chiefs are saying, this is what we got for you. If you want to sign this, we'll, we'll make this deal happen right now. If not, then we're going to, we're going to play you this year under the current contract that you're on. And it doesn't seem like this, all this optimism after the Super Bowl that uh, we're working towards a deal. It's our top priority off season. Okay. Not moving fast, not moving fast. See something positive happen soon. All of that's out the window now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're two weeks away from the start of the NFL season, and I'm not confident he's going to be there week one at all. Well, and, and this is my, my thing is it, it's now moving towards a bigger thing because, yeah, hell, like week one, I like for me, I, I'm going to say right now, I, I'm leaning towards he's not playing against the Lions. Like that would, that would be my lean. Now, to the point you said, BK, maybe because he got in too late or whatever, but I, don't, I would lean that he's not playing against the Lions, and that's a big deal because – there is only one bye week that 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 any team can get in each conference, and one of the real hallmarks of this run is Patrick Mahomes has never played a playoff game that isn't the Super Bowl, not at Arrowhead. So I mean, even like at any point, and this AFC is loaded, so at any point, so that could be an issue. Him just missing a game if it results into a loss. But I think the big thing for me, fellas, is like not only. That I wanted to play against the Lions and play this year, like I I was hoping that Chris Jones would be a part of this for the next at least few years, and I, it is hard to see that happening right now. Like it's like I just the way like I'm sure and we've seen many cases where like like negotiations can look nasty and all of a sudden you know they can come to an agreement and have a deal like the Lamar situation looked nasty. A long time, but the Ravens came to a deal, and and everybody seems happy. And it the way that he's going about things, the way that it seems Andy is acting, like to me, it feels like the the betting odds would be that this is the last year for Chris Jones, because if they can't get a deal by the season started, like like the the, the odds of him signing and staying with the Chiefs long term even drop. And I think that's something that is also in the back of my mind. So I, I do agree with you. I, I think that the long-term outlook for Jones, that's the thing that's changed the most for me. At this point, I wouldn't predict that he's getting a new contract before the start of the season. And if he doesn't get one before the season, I don't think he's getting one after the season. We've kind of seen how this typically goes. The Chiefs take care of their guys that they want to be here long-term before they get to that free agency mark. I mean, just think about what happened with Orlando last year. Like He, he was not apparently receptive to what they wanted to do it led to an awkward offseason last year they didn't want to go through that again and so they said to hell with it we're just going to go ahead and go our separate ways even if it means losing an asset for nothing now I don't think the same would happen with Chris Jones and this is where I think things get really interesting and you guys see the new piece to this with the franchise tag for next year if he were to miss games so if he sat out Ron he lose weeks. money for that. That would drop. That would change his franchise tag. Number. It changes it by seven million dollars. It goes from thirty mil next year to twenty three million dollars for next year. So that's another reason why. Again, I do not believe that he will be sitting out because then, Ron, right now, if I'm his agent, I am I'm negotiating off of that thirty million dollar cap hold that he has for next year. Because why wouldn't you? It's a guaranteed thirty million dollars. They know the Chiefs will tag him if he ends up not 
signing a long-term ex- extension. So we're starting there. He's got 30 mil guaranteed. That's banked, ready to go. Well, what if you miss the eight games? Now we're talking about $23 million as the starting point. That's also a lot easier for the Chiefs to manage on the cap going into the offseason, where they can have that as a hold and go do what they need to do and then eventually flip him. So for all of those reasons and so many more, I don't think he's going to be missing the eight games that he's talking about right now. But what does it mean long term? Dude, I, I think it means that he's probably not going to be here. Well, and that's and, scary. Uh, yeah, another... yeah, because they built everything around him. Like this is like at least for the future, they've not only they built everything around him, but sort of they don't have anything like this is not a situation where they have preparation of people behind him. Like oh. and they're ready to go on with life or life without him. No, it's bad and these interior pass rushers aren't guys that you can just find. Like, no. I, I I don't know what the defensive lineman free agent class looks like next year. Um, you know, but you can't just find guys like Chris Jones, like on the free agent pile generally, because those guys are are like franchise players on your defense. And you know, we're talking about the franchise tag and how how that's going to be impacted by him potentially sitting out games, like. He's also putting the Chiefs in a really poor position right now where we're going into cutdown day next Tuesday where they have to finalize their initial 53-man roster for the regular season. And as of right now, the Chiefs don't have enough money to pay the 53 players on their roster as well as sign their practice squad players, which is going to lead to them on cutdown day potentially having to make some decisions that they don't want to make because they haven't been able to work out this deal with Chris Jones. Like, it's... It's all connected and I'm understanding the frustration from the front office and like, and I tend to side with the players, not the organization in these situations, because I'm like, yeah, you can figure out a way to pay Chris Jones this money and not actually pay him all the money that you're offering him on paper. But this situation is really putting the chiefs in a bind for a Super Bowl contending team. They're going to have to make some tough decisions on Tuesday, unless this somehow comes to a resolution over the weekend. Yeah, I, this is like I said, man. I am very concerned. I'm very concerned about the short term, and as we talked about, very concerned for the long term. And it just the way what he's doing, the negotiations can't be going well. Like they can't, like this, they 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 can't be in a good place because they were in a good place. We wouldn't hear him doing doing this. Ron, the thing that's weird though about all of this is, I just. I don't understand how that's even possible. Like, what is he asking for that is so outlandish? Like, that that's what I'm really having a tough time figuring that out. That the Chiefs wouldn't, yeah. Because like, we kind of know what the parameters are of a deal for, for Chris Jones with the Chiefs. Like, it's probably about four years. It's probably between 27 to $29 million on an AAV. Now... The devil, as always, is in the details on what that looks like, how much of it is guaranteed. But the signing bonus is probably around $25 million. Like All those contracts for the top defensive tackles are pretty similar other than Aaron Donald. And so you just kind of have to meet somewhere in the middle of those. So that's what I'm trying to figure out is what, what is he asking for that the Chiefs were surprised by? Because something clearly took the Chiefs by surprise here. And I... I can't figure out what it was or how like his, it happened. His behavior and, and what he's doing would lead you to believe it took to the point you're making that they're not close. Right? Like, like if, if we were close, like you would just kind of chill. 
Like, cause, cause, right? Like, if you all of a sudden heard, oh, the Niners and Nick Bosa came to a deal, it wouldn't catch you off guard. There's been no, there's been, we haven't heard from Nick, anything like that. It wouldn't catch you off guard. Here, when you like, when you start pushing the envelope like he has been, it's either, oh, I've got to do something to push, to add some sort of leverage or something, or, or or whatever, but whatever it is, you're not getting what you want, and you're not even close. Like if this were, if this were something that is close, that we're just breaking some, uh, you would strongly advise your client not to be doing things like this. But this is doing, this is happening so much. I would have, I would, I would believe that his attorneys and his representation are just fine with it, and that would lead you to believe they're just not even on the anywhere near the same page. It's I'm wondering if it's, you know, if it's the number of years or if it's the guaranteed money or or whatever, where Chris Jones is saying, I've got multiple Super Bowls. Like I was a very, very important part of those Super Bowl teams. Like I should be like a ring of honor player for the Kansas City Chiefs and I should get that Mahomes and Chelsea and Kelsey treatment. But the problem is that those guys have taken discounts to try to make these things more manageable and more workable. And so I, I'm wondering if, if it's just that, like he feels disrespected in the way that they're offering these things up and the way that they're structuring these contracts compared to these guys. But it's also just, it, it's frustrating, <laughs> like, like because it's holding up everything else. And we saw this happen with Tyree Kill too. The difference was the Chiefs made a decision and said, "Okay, we got to move on, and we got to we got to recoup draft draft capital for him." And there and was something th- else that, that was never part of the plan with Chris Jones. And there was something else that was different with the the Tyreek thing. That was the Devonte Adams deal threw everything out of whack. Like it, yeah. there was a change in the market with the Tyreek Hill contracts negotiations. And that affected where everything ended up going with the Chiefs and Tyreek. Now, I think Tyreek, I still maintain. I think he just wanted to go somewhere else. I think he wanted to go to Miami. But even even if I set that aside for a second, the the Devontae Adams trade and then contract afterwards, it changed how people viewed the wide receiver market. And so I can understand how, like, okay, if that gets thrown in your face and you were previously negotiating off of Cooper Cup's $26 million deal or whatever, and now we're going off of a $28 million AAV – that's a big deal. That's a wide gap that we're talking about there. And nothing changed. Also, nothing that, changed with the defensive tackle contracts this offseason. And there, there's also a case to be made that last season was the best season Chris Jones is ever going to have. And that was the peak. And so now, and that's why I think it comes down to years, possibly, in terms of like total money and contract and what they're offering him because Chris Jones has said multiple times, I want to retire a chief or whatever, but lots of players say that. And it virtually never happens in the NFL, but like there, there's a case to be made that last season was the peak of Chris Jones and and that he, he might still be an elite player. He might still be a game changing player, but that might be the ceiling of Chris Jones NFL career. And I understand where the chiefs are coming from in that regard, but that there seems to be a ceiling as to what they will pay, and they're not willing to go past that. And Chris Jones clearly wants them to go past that. Ron, the well, thing I mean, that I that, that that I'm just taking, I'm still like I don't get it is the Chiefs wanted to pay him, and why we know that is because they didn't trade him. If they had reservations about whether or not they were comfortable with the player, they would have traded him prior to the NFL draft. 
because that's when you do it because then you get something tangible for your asset prior to this upcoming season this is not a rebuilding team this is a team that we know is trying to win the super bowl so they wanted at that point in time their goal their expectation was we're going to get a deal done with chris it might take some time maybe he misses a little bit of camp but we're going to get a deal done here even if it's going to be a tough negotiation Something happened between then and now that has led us to a place where the negotiations are not only not progressing forward, they look, there appears to be some animosity between the yeah. two sides. And I, for the life of me, I can't figure out why that would be taking place. So, because so all I mean, of the contracts that were signed this offseason, Ron, changed nothing for Chris Jones. Nothing. Well, then, based off everything that we just talked about, what you're saying, I think mean, the question is, is we are. Well, a little over two weeks at this point of, of when the season starts. Like, is he? Does he have a deal? Does he get a deal? Do they work this out? Do they work this out by the time the season starts? And with how this is going, I just don't know how anybody could be like, "Yeah, this is going to work out." I just like from either side, there seems to be a a line in the sand at either side, and and they they are serious about where they want to go and to the point you just made now it's not just about disagreement and we're not on the same page now it's now it's about just disrespect now i'm having to talk about this all the time you know and and not just talk about it but talk about things you've said and now you're leading first take and stuff like that because you're making comments on a daily basis so i like for me i i don't see how we see them get a deal i, I think he's going to play for the chiefs at some point this season but i i mean at this point i would think it may be his last with yeah, the my, chiefs my, that would be my guess right now like if i had to project forward i've always wondered if this deal would like definitely get done but i in my heart of hearts believed that it would at this point, I no longer feel that way. I don't think he's going to have a new contract before week one, just reading between the tea leaves. And I don't think he's going to play week one either. I think he'll be with the team, but I think they will say, hey, you didn't report until late August. We're not playing you on September 7th against Detroit. It's not worth it for us to risk potential injury there. We don't think you're in football shape. Andy Reid runs the camp that it, the way that he does for a reason, man. It's because he thinks it gets them prepared for the season. Chris Jones isn't, didn't have any of that. He's not going to be prepared for this season. So I think it's going to be a hot minute before we see him taking his full allotment of snaps. He was number one in the NFL among defensive tackles last year in snap count. I don't think we're going to see that for a hot, for a while, like a month. But I do think that he will be with the team by week one. I don't think he's going to have a contract when he gets there, though. Yeah, I'm pretty much. And it's crazy to think this is where we are when a few months ago it seemed like it was such a sure thing. Like this is the off season of extending Chris Jones and, and, you know, getting younger with the, with the draft picks and, and and filling out those roster holes and figuring everything out and trying to do it again. And now I I don't see how anybody could be confident that he's going to be here past next season, because I think, I think this training camp holdout and, and the way and how seriously they take all of this stuff and how seriously they take their preparation for the regular season. It's like got sour. I think, I think they understand like, you know, a week of training camp. Okay. Like two weeks, we don't like it, but we'll get over it. Now we're approaching regular season week one and we haven't even seen you and we, and we are in communications have totally fallen apart. And we're not even like talking anymore. And like, you're, we're, we're, you're we're talking about, yeah, like we're talking about relationships like being ruined here. And 
I, I don't think he's going to be a chief after the upcoming season when he eventually shows up to the team facility. I hope we're all dead wrong. Me personally, I hope we're wrong, but I don't. Me too. I, I, and I hope at some point the next time we're talking, like something has happened and he has signed a new deal. But I don't, I, I, I just can't, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. And this is, as we get close to the season, I, I've like, I've really thought this through and that's kind of what has spawned this Chris Jones thing. Cause I think, I think he is obviously very, very important to this team. And I look at this team fellas, as we head to the season, as they're currently constructed. And I like, I like this. I like a lot, a, a lot of parts about this group. And I think it has a lot of potential. But when I look at all the questions, like at receiver, and this has helped bit by this has helped with Patrick Mahomes, but there's still questions there at receiver, and you know we'll see it running back, and Clyde's going to make this team clearly. Um, and we look at the Pacheco situation, we'll see what's happening there. Legereus Sneed, what the hell is that? I mean, he looks like he needs a walker at times to get around there. I, I, I was just, I know, I was just watching the news clips, but. My God, he looks like he's he could barely move around. He don't look like he'll be ready for a month. You know, he's he's this team's, you know, arguably their best corner. He's been this team's one of their most important defensive players behind Chris Jones. They just have several questions, and then this Chris Jones situation. If he plays, which I think hurts their chances and ability to be the number one seed and have home field advantage. Does he play? If he does play, what state is he in? If he's playing without a new deal, what kind of Chris Jones are you getting? It is hard for me to look at this group, fellas, and say what I thought I would have said when the season start, ended last year, that they're going to be the favorites. Like, I, I, I cannot call the Chiefs the favorites. The AFC is absolutely loaded. And the Chiefs didn't just run blowing everybody out, right? Hell, they lost all of their all of their – tough matchups in the regular season last year and barely beat Cincinnati and, and had a dog fight with Jacksonville who, who made some self-inflicted plays themselves. And they, it needed 38 points to beat Philly and come back in that game. So they're not just running away and teams have gotten better. The dolphins have gotten better and could potentially even get better. The Jags look like they're coming along further and they're better. Uh, the chargers, if you look at some moves they've made, I think they're probably still going to charge her, but they're better. Like the Ravens had the potential to be better if Lamar is playing. The Bengals, you know, they're not going anywhere. I'm just watching the Steelers. Hell, the Steelers look like they are they are better. Like the, the, the Bills, obviously, we know what the Jets have done. And this AFC is loaded, and hell, I think they play almost every one of them damn teams I named. The AFC is loaded up before you can get to the Eagles. It is hard for me to look at this team right now with this Chris Jones issue, with the questions at receiver, with the questions at what Legereus need and all around to look at this team as the favorite. And I thought that was clearly going to be my thought process when the season started. Three of these teams are missing the playoffs this year out of the AFC, Ron. Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Bengals, Ravens, Jags, Chiefs, Chargers, Steelers, Browns. Three of the teams that I just mentioned missing the playoffs. 
And if I just asked you if any one of those teams, we just went down and did the name game, right? Is this team, do you think they'll make the playoffs? I think most fans would say yes to every single one of them without counting and just getting to the place where they're like, oh, I have to say no to three of these teams. And this is not me suggesting that the Chiefs are going to miss the playoffs. I don't think they are. I think the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs and I will take the Chiefs against whoever you want to put up against him in the postseason because I'm just going to continue doing that until proven otherwise. Because last year, I didn't do that, and it made me look like a damn idiot whenever I didn't do that in the AFC Championship game. So this year, I'm going to do that. But in the regular season, there's one buy now. There's one team that gets that home field advantage. And I, I, it's going to be really hard for the Chiefs to be able to maintain that if this Chris Jones thing continues to go the way that it has thus far. This defense, man, you're already without Charles Aminihue for the first what is six, it, weeks. six weeks of the season? Yep. Now you're going to be without Chris Jones. Let, let's call it for like three weeks, right? So the first you, three weeks of the season. Do you think Legereus Need is playing week one? I wouldn't think so. I, I would guess the answer is no. Nah. So it has not improved at all in weeks. <laughs> what the hell's wrong playing. with him? He's got knee Swelling. inflammation that apparently will not go away. So if you're without Legereus Need, Chris Jones, and your marquee free agent acquisition from this offseason that you brought in to be a legitimate difference maker along the defensive line. I mean, that ain't great. Not when you're going up in the first month of the season against the teams that the Chiefs have to face. Ron, you've made this joke a million different times, but it didn't used to be a problem when you were going up in the first month against Detroit, Jacksonville, and the New York Jets. It is now a problem when that is what the first month of the season looks like for you. So... For the Chiefs, getting off to a slow start defensively while this offense is trying to figure out who it is and get its sea legs with Isaiah Pacheco getting back to full health. And with this offensive line, you got two new tackles. With these wide receivers, a bunch of new young guys. Like, I was hoping that they could lean on the defense a little bit early on. I don't know that they're going to be able to do that against these specific opponents. Not, not with Chris Jones out. Not with Chris or whatever. If Chris jo- Like, not with that up in the air. Hell no. I, 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 I don't, I just, I, I just, and, and sort of, I know you'll, you'll probably disagree and many people will listen, but we got Patrick Mahomes. Yes, you have Patrick Mahomes and you're confident. And when you have Patrick Mahomes, when you go into a game, you got Patrick and Andy, you feel like you got a chance. But they, I mean, to expect that he can clear, that he can just cover all of that against teams that have gotten so much better and that have all of that on the other side. Like that, like that is a daunting task to think just because we got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we can look at it like you can have the best player and hell we can watch basketball and basketball. You have the best player and it has even a bigger impact, but I mean, LeBron has lost several times having the best player because he just didn't have enough to run with him. Same thing with Kobe, same thing with Jordan even early in his career. Like, you can't just have Michael Jordan when, when like, hell, the Dolphins, go wait till they're healthy. Go rattle off their defense and some of the guys they have on their defense that they're bringing to the party. Like, it can't – I just, to me, to realistically say, oh, Mahomes, he'll just clean all of that up. You got to start looking at how good some of these teams are. Yeah, and – I still, I mean, I'm still confident the Chiefs are going to be a top like five offense in the NFL, like at the very least, because of what Patrick Mahomes has done. And I know we have all these questions around the wide receivers, but 
it's Mahomes, it's Kelsey, and then it's spread the ball around to everybody else and, and try to put them in winning situations to make plays. And we saw that last season. We're going to see that this year with the offense. So I'm – and especially what we've seen from the offensive line in the preseason. Like, I'm excited about that group. But there's reason to be really worried about the defense. Like, all of the projections that we've made about this defense taking this big step and this secondary and all these playmakers that they've added and you know, the linebacker room, their young edge rushers, like all of that takes a huge step back without Chris Jones, obviously. But then you factor in the Charles Amenahu suspension to start the season. And now all of a sudden that defensive line looks really ugly and defense really filters backwards a lot of the time <laughs> like especially with spags like yeah, spags like, of all people wants that dominant defensive line to disrupt the quarterback and allow him to do what he wants to do on the back end yeah like when you can't generate pass rush up front like all it takes is half a second for a corner to get beat and and it's hard it's hard for them to keep that up for as long as they have to running down the field with some of these world class wide receivers so it's it, it totally changes the the way that I feel about the Chiefs defense and it who's does their, change the way I feel about them in the hierarchy of the AFC who's their best pass rusher if Chris Jones isn't there George George I I like what we've seen from Felix, but I got to see Felix in a real NFL game first. I mean, Mike Dan is probably your second most proven pass rusher. I mean, I just like, all right, man. I listen. How, I'm not. Where does Lejarius need if he plays? Where would he rank among your best pass rushers if Chris is out and Charles you know, is out? He's he's in the top four, third, fourth. <laughs> like I mean, but hell, you don't even have him. Like I just. Yeah. Like I, it's I know it's Mahomes and he can clean up so many things. I just like this cleanup is bigger. This because because we've asked him to clean up things with a bad defense, but he also had he had <laughs> Tyreek Hill championship game with that team. I know at Tyreek Hill and he also had Tenderfoot and he had like like he had other things he had other things to help clean things up with. I mean, Kareem Hunt. I mean, I just like he. I mean, I don't know that he has all of that as much anymore. Yeah, he's better. I'm not doubting him. I'm just saying, like, Chris Jones is a huge issue if he's not around. A huge issue. Like I said, they don't beat the Bengals without him. Like, and, you know and, what it does, Ron? It puts even more pressure on the youth that they added this offseason. Like, if Chris Jones is not there, your draft picks have to hit immediately. Felix Anaduke, Uzama, that guy's got to be a stud right away, which is completely unfair to him. Completely unfair to him. But it's the reality. He's got to be a really good player for you right away. And strangely enough, it puts more pressure on a guy like Rasheed Rice because now your offense needs to get going and hit the ground running immediately. And I like what we've seen from Ron, your guy, give you credit where it's due. Your guy, Rasheed Rice, looks awesome. He looks like a healthy Sammy Watkins right now. He so looks. If if those guys get going right away and they are every bit as good as last year's uh, rookies were, you might be able to overcome something like this. But asking it to be what was a historically great rookie class for the Chiefs is unfair for any of these guys, and that's what they would have to ask them to do. Yeah, you make a really good point there earlier, 
BK of the thought of like, hey man, might 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 take some time with these receivers, the new the new starting tackles, but this defense got a chance to be a top ten defense. Maybe they could help and raise their game early while this well, hell no. You can forget all about that now if nine five's not out there. Right. And in any way, even if he miraculously got up in the middle of the night and decided to sign this deal, like I still wonder if he's gonna be if he if he gets there ready to go and be in the guy that you need him to, the dominant force that he was right away. Like it still may take some time for that to it's, happen. If he showed up tomorrow, I, I bet it would be at least a month before you felt like, okay, like that's that's Chris Jones. That's Chris Jones playing at full speed and full strength. And by the way, look, look out. If Jonathan Taylor actually gets traded from the Colts and goes somewhere else in the AFC, you would think it would be the a contender. Like that. now, you now, now I bet somebody else will will have gotten better and added a player that, as we've seen, the the, the closest way for the Chiefs to get beat at times has been a team that can control the ball, and he is a player that can let the Dolphins add that let. You know, another AFC team, Ravens. the Ravens, at something like that. And now, now you would you would be getting better. I would really, I'd personally like the Chicago Bears to really take a look at this. I think that would be a, a really nice, a really nice fit there. Got, got a lot uh, of Rush Johnson dynasty stock. I'd rather not. With the I, I know it. I know you're talking about your dynasty, but um, the Bengals I, should try to add him. The Bengals should 100 percent try. That to would be te- that would be devastating to the game. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. But I don't. I, yeah, the, the 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 Bengals be nice. I just don't know if they've got it. I know the Bears do, but anyway, I just like that is that is another that is another thought is what happens to him. Hell, I, I hope nobody trades for him and he just stays with the Colts. But yeah. that'll be a that that will be another team that gets better if they get him as a contender. It, it's nuts, man. This AFC. This is as. This is as dominant as we've seen a conference in a hot minute. Like these these teams around the the AFC, you can make a case for any of them. Like Ron, if we were doing this show in a different market, if we were a, a Jaguars podcast instead of a Chiefs podcast, we'd be talking about this today from the other angle of Absolutely. hey, the Chiefs are potentially going to be without Chris Jones for a while the Jaguars could be the team to fill the gap and maybe they could take that step forward and Maybe they could be the number one team in the AFC. The same conversation could be had in Baltimore today or Cleveland or Cincy or Miami. Cincinnati saying if we could, like, Cincinnati say if we could have blocked this guy, we'd be we we'd have been in the Super Bowl again. Buffalo saying, Hey, how many times have we talked about the fact that we've got to we've got to go up against this specific team? Well, they just got worse because of this. So it, it's I mean, he's one of the best players in the NFL. Full stop. it's just like all of those teams in the AFC too. I feel like you can point to things that are red flags about like what, what could slow them down from, from ascending to uh, coming, winning, winning an AFC championship and going to a Super Bowl or something like that. And this was supposed to be the most evenly stacked chiefs roster that we had seen at the Mahomes era. But when you build your entire defense around a singular player and then fumble the negotiation in a contract season, this is what you get, and that's where we are. I, I didn't think this is where we would be, but it is. And, Ron, one of the things that I would add to that, if you are somebody that is going to knock this against the Chiefs and say with what Serta just mentioned, the red flags that other teams have, 
One of the red flags that I don't know if this will be the case for the Chiefs or not, but it is something that I now have my eyes out for. How does this affect them mentally? Because this is something that we've already seen Patrick Mahomes is answering for. We will probably see Travis Kelsey ask some kind of question about, hey, you took less to make this work for the team, and you've been okay with that. Now Chris Jones is not only holding out of camp, but potentially missing games to get the most amount possible. How do you feel about that? And that's something that I'm sure Kelsey will give a professional answer and say, hey, I don't mess with other people's money. I do what's good for me. They do what's good for them. He'll be fine with it. But it's just something that will always be there in the backdrop of this season. And I do wonder mentally whether it's that side of things or when Chris gets back, how mentally engaged is he? How much is he willing to sacrifice for the betterment of the team? Like all of this stuff is something that I think we'll be paying attention for early on in the season. I I don't think Chris Jones is this kind of guy, but we saw Tyron Matthews effort when he didn't get a contract extension. It changed things. No, and we're watching Chris Jones right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if if we saw a different level of Chris Jones that had some thought process about what he was doing. And like for me, when you talk about that that part of it, the mental part of it and how that could affect, I think it is all good. Because I do honestly think about like Mahomes said, hey man, nothing that nothing that is happening with it with Chris Jones is affecting us as him as a guy. I, I think they are good. Like money, get your money. I think they all understand it until he starts missing games. And then if he like do everything you can, if, if he misses games, then then to me that's where that's where the concern comes in. Because wait, man, get your money, dog. Get your money. Because now what you're doing now is you're messing with our our ability to win. Like they good with they get with they do all you want in the offseason. All you want. But if you start messing with our ability to win, that's when I think a Travis has an issue with it. A Mahomes has an issue with it. You know, other players around there has an have, have an issue with it. Like a, a Clyde, maybe Clyde goes off. Come on, man. You know, Clyde I, Edwards. I, I was, a I thought you were on a roll there, team. and then you just took a it real, one step. You got to take yeah. it one step too a far. A real leader on this team, Clyde, will show up, and he'll be the one to have to talk to Chris about, hey, man, yeah. I'm trying to win a championship. Clyde didn't even go to the Super Bowl for <laughs> well, it was busy. He was pre-booked, yeah. you know. Yeah. He didn't go. He didn't <laughs> but he'll go. be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Clyde, oh. Clyde's a leader in that locker room. We went to a fashion show and saw the Super Bowl. Parade. Yeah, but he's not missing games that he's allowed to dress out for. He's missed half the games he's been eligible for, damn <laughs> it. he's allowed to dress out for. I mean, not he's allowed to dress well. for him. They asked him not to dress for the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, also, yeah, I think he was, he was eligible to be active for the Super Bowl. Yeah. They so said no. Sit out. your ass down. You go over there. And get in street clothes. <laughs> Which means he was allowed. He was not allowed. They didn't have a uniform for him. But he well, they had one. They just didn't have the pads to go he underneath it. I don't actually. I don't think they made a uniform for him. <laughs> uh, actually, I think they're they were trying to save money to get this deal done with Chris Jones, wow. and they didn't just make everybody jerseys. Well, that's actually sad for Clyde. That, that, that I feel bad. And that's and now you're getting an understanding of why he didn't go. <laughs> Get out of here, Ron. You, Ron, you mentioned how like this could everything's fine and dandy right up until the until moment that it affects game. the bottom line, right? And by bottom line, I mean wins and losses. That's what these guys really care about. We all work in a profession, 
and I'm sure many of you guys that are listening right now, it's the same thing for you. You work in a possession, uh, profession where you rely on others to be able to accomplish whatever it is that you want to do. Ron, with what we do, you got to make sure whoever it is that you're working with, whether it's here with you and Serta or on your radio show down in Houston with your co-host, your producer down there, I don't care what anybody around me that is on the show with me does up until the moment that that show begins. I don't care how you prepare. I don't care what your home life looks like. Whatever you've got to do to get yourself ready to go for that day show, man, you do your thing. But once we get to the show, you better be ready to go. That's all I ask. Just be ready to go and let's do the show together, right? I think on a much grander scale, obviously, that's how these guys view the football season. I don't care how you work out. I don't care where you go in the offseason, what celebrity events you're going to, what commercials you're doing, how you get your money. I don't care about any of that stuff. I just need to know that when we get between those white lines, September 7th at 7 o'clock against Detroit, I need to know you're going to be ready to go to help us try to win a Super Bowl because that is the stated goal for everybody on that roster. And I think there will come a moment, that moment is coming soon, where they don't think Chris Jones is there for them in that regard. And that's where this stuff starts to change. And then you start to have potential for finger pointing and whether it's Chris to others or Chris blaming management, like that's the kind of stuff that last year you just didn't hear a whole lot of. You didn't hear everybody was on the same page, man. And that kind of stuff can completely throw a season off to the wayside in a way that none of us projected. See, see, because see, sort of, if Chris Jones, to what you said, if Chris Jones, the best thing to happen to him, like if it's it's all about him, is if he missed the game against the Lions and the Chiefs defense cannot get off the field on third down, they cannot get pressure, they cannot, like they can't do anything, and it is a clear need, like, damn, that guy is missing from them. This would be different. See, for him, leverage-wise, his, his agents and stuff would be like, see, this is great national TV. You couldn't get it the first game of the year. But to the point that you're making, like, they're going to look at him different. They're yeah. going to look at him different. Like, dog, you just cost us this game. Like, you just cost us this game. We we ain't never put you in this position. We, we have never put you in this position. I'm taking oh. less. We've never put you in this position. Like, the best scenario for him – would then be the worst scenario to me for him in the locker room? I also like, and you guys mentioning those things, like I think it's worth bringing up. Like, and I think I've mentioned it before. Like he's lost a lot of teammates on the defensive side of the ball. There's been a lot of overhaul on that side of the ball. And on his Twitter account, I mean, he tags a lot of his former teammates, not a lot of the current chiefs getting tagged in Chris Jones tweets, but a, a lot of former guys that he's won Super Bowl rings with. Yeah, I, 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 I just, but this is why it's important that this thing gets resolved because, like that other stuff that you can't control of, or that you can't really, you can't really see, instead of the on paper thing. It's the on paper. They got Andy Reid. They got Andy Reid. They got Mahomes. They got Kelsey. They got they they've got experience and all this, but that other stuff can wreck a season, and can be the thing that stops them. From winning, so they got it, boy. They've got to get a handle on this at some point. All right, fellas, 
Well, they got one more. Should they play anybody? You want it? Do you, or do you want to see anybody in this uh, in this preseason game? I, I'm I'm good on 15. No, they're not I, good. I, Andy always does. He's like, oh well, maybe we'll play some starters. They're not playing any. Starters. I hope. Yeah, it, I don't. I hope they don't play anybody. Shane, Shane Bouchelle. I, I was about to say, hey, hey, Ron. I know you don't care about this, so you don't have to answer. <laughs> Who's the backup quarterback this year, sir? Oh it's my Blank god. Out. It's like Shane has been balling. Like I, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from Shane. And I think that last week, Andy said that Blaine was not going to play. Like that was already the plan. And then they decided to put him out in the second half. Cause Blaine really wanted to play. Cause Blaine saw Shane go out, <laughs> and, ball out. and Blaine was like, okay, I got to get my reps in coach. Put me in. And Blaine Gabbard is the backup. Uh, I think Shane Bouchelle is on the team, though, and he, he's going to be the third-string quarterback. And he he's fun and he's great to watch, but Blaine's the guy. You, you, yes. you, you're seeing from Shamar. Ron, excuse me, me, me and Serta are having a conversation. <laughs> uh, Shamar Connor, you like what you're seeing out of him? Uh, yes. Yes. You guys have to just, be just a blitzing Swiss Army yeah. knife. Spags is like, I don't even care if you can cover. I'm just going to put you on the field and blitz you every single time. I don't even I don't, care if they see it coming. I don't think he's ever been in coverage. I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty sure he's exclusively been used as an edge rusher. Like he's listed as a corner safety, but he's actually an edge rusher. All right, Ron, go ahead, man. You too done. You too done with this. I, I know anything else you want to get into? You didn't see anybody, anybody in preseason game number two really pop off for you? Uh, Amir no. Smith Marset, man. That's a guy that I would really like to see <laughs> them keep on this practice squad. Yeah. I think he's going to get claimed. I don't think he's going to make the 53 and he'll get claimed by somebody. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, just keep everybody healthy. Um, Cornell sit Powell down finally the... popping. Sit down, yeah. Pat. Sit nah, down. He, he got a couple of years on. He shouldn't play. He's not, he's not coming back, but. Had a nice down, preseason, Cornell. Sit down all the starters. Sit down, Clyde. He doesn't need to play. Let's just keep the important guys down. Do that. You guys are ridiculous. You guys, <laughs> I don't think you actually care about this. I think you're doing this out of pure uh, Isaiah Pacheco might get some carries on Saturday. He needs to. He knows. I, I'm excited to see I that. bet. I bet he gets like two, three carries. Yeah. All right. Well, Denary everybody's Price, big game. Big game for our boy Denary. Yeah. He Everybody is, stay so healthy. Let's rock and roll. Chris Jones, have a change of heart. Please, begging you. Good God Almighty, just please. What do we got to do? And I clip. I don't like feet. I'd, I'd clip Chris's toenails. And I know they're rough. I to, <laughs> to get if that if it meant to get the deal done. I feel like there's something less personal that he he would let you do for him than clip. But I'm just I'm just telling you how far I'm willing to go. If if that's it, all right, clip my toenails. I would do it. I, do I don't it. think I would. I don't think I would. I'd no, say, Chris, no. it's been great. It's been a pleasure. Not a big, not a big feet guy. No, I'm, I'm not, and I am not a feet guy either. I would get my. <laughs> well, clearly, you're more of a foot guy than the two of us. <laughs> no, I would get more my into it than us. I, no, that's just how much. I, that's just how much it means to me. I get my pit gloves. I put them on, and I cut away. I would give him grosser a, by the moment. I would give him a disclaimer. It was sometimes. Sometimes it was I better cut when we deep. when we were oozing about preseason football action. <laughs> well, nobody. I listen. I bet you there are a lot of Chiefs fans that would stand in line that if it took <laughs> if it took to cut his toenails, all ten of them, to get him to sign that deal, they do it. Including that guy who's in prison. All right, we <laughs> are out. <laughs>